Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Fantastic Minute, the only show on the internet that analyzes a Wes Anderson film one minute at a time. As of now, it, and that film is Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I just wanted to do that little brag moment because we're the only one doing any Wes Anderson. Wow, look at us. Yeah, I know. We're so we're such hipsters. I love Wes Anderson films because I, I think I'm cool because I'd like a relatively mainstream auteur filmmaker. Um, this is the only movie by him I like, so I mean, I can't even <laughs> say that. I uh, like animation. We're talking about Minute 78, which begins with Mr. Fox saying, get a good grip, and it ends with Felicity saying, oh, actually, which I like the idea of Felicity, Felicity being like an internet nerd. It's like, oh, um, actually. Um, Tyler, both of us have um, actually people IRL. And on the internet, we are not. Oh one yeah, to I am. Um, I am um actually all the time. It's my job. I'm a teacher. I need to um actually people. I profess myself as a quote unquote amateur nerd. So, <laughs> yeah. Did um, I say Felicity or did I say Mrs. Fox? I think you said Felicity. That's good because have you have you been seeing the uh, the like the his wife memes? No. So a lot of uh, recently, a lot of like people running for president and people in Congress have been like posting they're like my hero is my wife and like because of my wife you know like this kind of thing yep i hate that so yeah and so people will always like post a picture of a grave and it'll be like and his wife blah 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 blah. (laughs) it's like oh yes not wrong women have been erased through history it is so frustrating as like an early american historian trying to track and study women and minorities it is so difficult and frustrating in like records because they'll be like his wife his sister his daughter never naming them and i'm like cool i just lost five generations of women but i could tell you every single man and it's so frustrating sexism i was i was curious if you had seen the meme but i we've been we've been trying to say felicity most of the time so i think we're well, she has a name. I think the difference is, which is interesting, because even you'll notice this once I say it. When men and women are referred to in papers or in writing in general, the male is or art like news articles, a man is often referred to by his last name, where the woman will be referred to by their first names. Oh yeah, I've seen these kind of observations before, and it's ridiculous. Ridiculous, And I think there are people very consciously trying to change the way they write to adequately give women their recognition for doing significant work and having that identifier and equalizer in their names. But it's funny that Mr. Fox doesn't have a first name. We have FF for him based on the Whackbat trophy. But Felicity actually has a first name. I, I was thinking about the uh, the newspaper I write for, um, the satire publication, the greatest satire publication on the planet, The Dual Observer, in which we only refer to people by their last names. So, haha, I'm not sexist. <laughs> because of the one thing. No, that okay, that's a joke. Uh, because I clearly, I would, I would never say that I'm not something because I am too cognizant of my own errors. Do you want to move on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I was enjoying you dig yourself in a little deeper, but I'm not perfect either. They're climbing up this ladder. Yep. So in this minute, we see Mr. Fox 
start climbing the ladder and Christofferson is followed by Ash, then Agnes, or then Felicity, then Agnes, then Kylie. Then Kylie. And something I had never noticed before, but I just noticed for the first time in this minute, Christofferson is wearing shorts. I wonder, here, here's my speculation, my hot take for this minute, my spicy take. Is Agnes attracted to Christofferson because we can see, or she can see more of his fur? And, like, more of his body. Oh, he's, he's showing, showing some, some skin. skin. And Chris, um, and Ash is, like, covered head to toe. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. I doubt it, but I think it would be really funny. He's definitely got those, like, old-fashioned shorts where they come up, like, a little a little bu- above like, his they're, knees. No, they're, they're not Bermuda shorts. These are, like, full-on... These are, like, 70s basketball shorts. These are yeah, yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm... Christopherson definitely does have those like cute little skinny legs, like in a in a Michael Sarah kind of, of way. Of course, you, know? you go to Michael Sarah. There's a surprise. <laughs> I love him. I think he's one of the great comedic actors. He would have been a great Christopherson. He would have, to be fair. You know who else I was just thinking of? The guy who do- voices um, Felix from Wreck It Ralph. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. He would have been a good Christopherson. I think he would have been a little too or like too over the top. Maybe. We have other stuff to talk about. I'm not going to. I I think I just need Michael Sarah and a Wes Anderson movie now. I think their senses of humor. I, I definitely agree with you. They definitely would meld well. Okay. So, uh, so they're all start climbing. Kylie's following Agnes. And then Mr. Fox starts showy speculating as they're climbing and like making a production out of, ooh, what is this we might have found? I see a sliver of light. And Felicity, like, calls him out and is like, you're a terrible actor, Foxy. And it's like, if you take that one level out, Meryl Streep is calling George Clooney a bad actor. And I <laughs> love that concept because, you know, Meryl Streep is a goddess and really very few people can beat her. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. Meryl Streep is better than George Clooney. So I just like that call out. It's not like intentionally <laughs> there or anything. And it's like not real. But it's just like if you were to imagine just Meryl Streep calling George Clooney a bad actor, I get a kick out of it. Well, what I will say is that like I find the George Clooney performance to be hilarious in this. Scene. Oh, absolutely. He's so over the it's, he's very Ulysses from. Um... Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. And I, funny George Clooney is great. Like. Him playing like a oh how about a ha is a, he he can do it really I'm picturing him in the re- recording booth doing this scene and I'm just laughing because it's George Clooney he's like this suave guy and he's doing this wicked silly scene hammy. wicked hammy but it no it is kind of funny that Fox is trying to like up the ante and just like not divert from the situation that's at hand but he's trying to like amp them up a little bit and like hey. Maybe it's not all so bad. Like, yeah, you guys were making do and you were like meditating and like figuring out your lives in this sewer, but there's a trap door here. What does that mean? Like, trap doors are cool. That's exciting. Yeah, he says, like, wouldn't it be wild if I opened this and there was a, but then he gets cut off. It's either Ash or Kristoffson and they just say, open it. It's Ash because there's a sleeve on the arm. And that's hilarious that I can identify that, but it definitely is Ash's sweatshirt. Good throwback to the um, earlier in the movie when he's like, I have an idea. Something we, 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 we need to do. Yeah. Um, the other um, funny thing is Christofferson is like, I think I smell Freon. And I'm like, what is Freon? 
I think it's like something, and I didn't look it up because, you know, I'm a professional podcaster here. <laughs> and when, when you prattle on for three minutes about how you don't know something, it's always better content than when you just know exactly. what, what it is. I think it's something with like air conditioning or um, linoleum. I think it's like a cleaner. Yeah, I think, well, linoleum gets mentioned later, but I think Freon is air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they get to the top and we get this awesome classic shot of the, the little great opening and all their heads popping out one I at a time. I love this shot. And there's actually this really cool still shot in the book of all six of their little heads. And I'm just like thinking practically how it's like Agnes like clinging onto Mr. Fox's back because all the adults are up front and all the kids are in the back. And it's like, are they just floating in air? This is impossible. Like if it's that tiny I ladder. Mean, it's it's, it's Scooby Doo logic of the leaning over the around the corner. Absolutely. Thing. But I think it's like especially funny in this moment like it is so like we've hit the point that there was a stunt ramp and we were like yep it exists and <laughs> now i'm like the six people can't fit that way <laughs> and so he says like wow who, who'd have thunk there's this enormous glorious gigantic supermarket up here and they close early on weekends and my question is for you tyler is this a human weekend or is it a fox weekend <laughs> Uh, it's a human weekend. But what does that mean for foxes? Is that like really 40s? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we've already discussed how like a fox day is the same amount of time as a human day because the sun rises and sets. But set. three human so a days week might be shorter. is two and a half fox weeks. Yeah, so that doesn't make sense. I It, it could just be like a proportionate aging thing. That's That's the thing we haven't considered. That's probably the only logical reason and I don't like it. Well, we've been recording this podcast for two years, and we, we just thought Oh, my thought gosh. It, happy so. anniversary. We, we, our first recording was on a July 4th. So It was not our first recording, but it was one of our first big recording sessions. We did several episodes I'm, that day. I thought it was our first. No, we had done one in like, like, like several months oh. before. So it was our first proper recording. Yeah, it was one of the first days where we were like, let's do this. Let's like record three episodes all in one day. And then we later figured out that we like kind of recording them once a week. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're considering this supermarket being closed and there's a convenient closed sign right behind them. And I'm like, OK, this grate's in the middle of the grocery store and there's just a closed sign in the middle of the grocery store. I, it looks well, like no, it's on it a like, like deli counter. Yeah. But does that mean the deli counter yeah. closes before the rest of the supermarket? Well, like. So, yeah, so if I was working at one of those counters and I, like, had to close down, like, a couple minutes early because closing down the store is is less involved, is a less involved process than closing down the deli line because you have to, like, put away certain things and be ready to close when the store closes so you're not, like, after the store closes, you th you're then putting uh, things away. That's theoretically okay, possible. Okay, that makes sense then. Because the bakers aren't always in the, the grocery store. If you go in there at... 855 the the, ba the the baker's not there like yeah i'll frost your cake no i know that it just i've always the deli market's usually one of the last things to close so it just confused me that there was yeah. a closed sign on it yeah for sure but felicity makes a lovely comment that uh hey fox you are or like you are kind of quote unquote fantastic mr fox and he very nicely goes i try and i really <laughs> appreciated that because it did 
it, it got into what we were talking a lot about last week with him trying to come to terms with himself and figure out who he is in this world and like where everything fits in together and how he plays a role in all of it. And he's just trying now. He's not being. He like before claimed himself as the fantastic quote unquote fantastic Mr. Fox. And now he tries to be. And like he recognizes fantastic means something different now. It's not the end all be all it's being a good parent husband friend like there's more to it than just being the smartest in the room well it's like if you want to know the measure of a man you count his friends wow nice nice muppets christmas carol reference tyler but that also is just a phrase people say but i only know it but also uh, yeah I, i did intend it to be a muppet christmas carol episode are there any christmas movie by minute podcasts other than Die Hard. Um, I don't know. I'm not a huge Christmas movie person, mostly because I don't really like Christmas all that much. So I don't know. Like, there's people doing Muppet movie minutes. Yes. So at some point, they're going to have to do Muppet I Christmas I don't Carol. know. I know they have an end date because they're not doing the new ones. Well, there's multiple people doing Muppet. Yeah. I'm not sure. But you're right about Felicity. Like, she says, you really are a quote-unquote fantastic fox. And... I love the the saying, quote unquote, that's like a a favorite gag of mine. And yeah, it's that kind of verbal validation that, you know, like every once in a while, Felicity like actually is impressed with him. And it's nice that she says it when she Mm -hmm. is. And I mean, Fox saying I try. I mean, that's also kind of just that fake humility of like when someone says something nice, you try to brush it off instead of saying thank you. I think there's a difference, though, between him. If if he were to have said thank you. I think that would have rung differently than him saying, I try. Because then there's an assumption of, I'm aware of my quote-unquote fantasticness versus, like, I try has some underlying thanks to it. There's some gratitude in that. Because you're humble enough to be like, that's all I want to be is fantastic. Like, Yeah, well, like it's like, thank you for recognizing the effort I put yeah. in. I really try, so I appreciate that you recognize yeah. it. And so when when they open up the and we kind of get this shot of the grocery store behind his face, we get the music kicks in and the old man river like the guitar is playing really happily. Yeah, it's like a nice acoustic strumming and it kind of picks up a little, which doesn't exist on the soundtrack version, which I find really interesting because this is the second time we've had the what we hear in the movie be different than what we hear on the soundtrack. Yeah, sometimes you can get a different mix of the song for the movie because you're producing it in such a way. I think that the same goes for uh, the uh, a quick one while he's away in from Rushmore. the The mix of that I think is is pretty different than the one you get on the soundtrack and the one on the album of the the original Who album. Yeah, but that it is a nice kind of it kicks up and it, it does add a little mood music to it. That's really nice. Um, I do like the change in music in this scene although i again i don't know what it is about fox up close it looks real weird there's some something about like the detailing or the angle maybe being head on and like just the long snout i don't know he just doesn't work close up for me you take the beauty of the 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 general film and you kind of you kind of you're willing to give up the like every once in a while when there's a close-up it looks awkward what, what's kind of nice about uh, Isle of Dogs is that the the dogs are less anthropomorphized, yes. which means they sort of look r- more realistic, and the it it kind of adds to the com- 
the comedy of that movie in a, in a way because it's about how humans and dogs are friends as opposed to the kind of the adversarial nature of this movie where you kind of need the anthropomorphized fox to be more human because otherwise you're cheering for it'd be an weird to be purely rooting for an animal against the humans. again why i have problems with the new lion king they're not cute enough so so they come on to level and we zoom out like there's a a time lapse to some extent, although we're not sure how long. And we see the kids absolutely gorging on some food. It looks like one of the boxes has corn in it. Oh, no, wait, 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 we, wait, wait. We didn't, we didn't say we the have big the line. big line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, so Fox says, all right, get enough for everyone. And remember the rabbits are vegetarians and badgers supposedly Which can't eat. I walnuts. have such a problem with him using supposedly there. If someone says they have a food allergy or a restriction, you take it for what it is <laughs> and you go with it and you do not give them that food. I have lots of feelings about this. I hear absolute horror stories from folks that I know that are have a numerous food allergies. I myself have a bunch now. And it's super scary when you are get when you get given something at a restaurant or at like even a cafe kind of thing and you're like i hope they trusted me in like in saying i have this food allergy and didn't put the thing that's gonna make me super sick or kill me like it's such it's such a problematic thing when people don't believe people's like allergy it's like mental illnesses just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there i appreciate your stance on this what i'm going to say and i like that you took it in like a serious but also like comedic and that's how you're interpreting it way I think what he's saying is that, like, there's a thing that, like, you often, like, there's often myths about what animals can and can't eat. Like dogs and chocolate? Or, like, dogs and grapes or something. So you'll be like, yeah, dogs can't eat grapes. And we'll be like, someone else will be like, why can't a dog eat a grape? I've seen a dog eat a grape. And you're like, well, they're not supposed to. And so it's, it's like stuff like that where he probably heard at some point, hey, did you know, like, weird fun fact that badgers can't eat walnuts? And so he's probably that's probably just been rolling around in his head, and so now's the time he like finally like said it to be like funny. I guess that could be a way to it's, interpret it. It's not like he's saying like, and Badger told me he can't eat walnuts, but I don't believe him. I hope it is that way and not like a dig at the allergies. So I, I did Google can badgers eat walnuts, and most of the Google results are just references <laughs> to this movie. So it makes me to believe that they actually can eat walnuts and that this is just kind of a, a joke for a joke's yeah. sake. But I looked up what they do eat. Mm-hmm. They mostly eat earthworms because they're yes. diggers by trade. I wonder if it has something to do uh, with but, what their teeth are like. Like, oh, I couldn't imagine them eating something like a nut because they have, like, well, they sharp, have sharp teeth. Claws. They should be able to, they basically eat any, they can eat anything because of oh, their okay. claws. Because they're omnivores, so they also they'll also eat any fruits and nuts, and they eat they eat animals. They'll eat mice, rats, and anything as big as a oh, rat. Wow! Sometimes, because their the, the, their noses are very good. They can sniff out where things are underground. Man, that would have been hilarious. Like the sewer two weeks later, if they hadn't found the grocery store, Badger would be <laughs> king because he would have eaten everyone else. Um. Yeah, so, so then we cut, and the kids are gorging on the food. What I was going to say about the kids gorging on the food is, like, you guys got to be clean. If you leave a mess, they're going to know that people are stealing, There's gonna, that there's been critters in here. If you just take boxes full, no one's going to know. They'll just see the missing inventory. They won't know that it was animals. I think it would be re- – it's, like, such a good dig at Bogus Bunsen Bean, though. Spoiler alert, it's their grocery store. We've seen it already at the beginning of the movie, but it is their grocery store that they're in right now. 
And I think it would be super funny if it was like Fox was like, yeah, you know how I'm going to get them back one more time? Let's leave a mess in this store so that it's super obvious it's me. Well, you can't you wouldn't be able to do it consistently. You want to you want to just hope hope that it's a one off yeah. thing. And so that they wouldn't actually like start la- let leaving traps Absolutely. or anything. No, that is true. And then we get this kind of magical slide into frame of uh, Mr. Fox and Which Felicity. I have a picture of the rig that they're on in the book. And they're actually, they actually used a full puppet. So unlike the last time we saw a partial body shot of Fox when he was getting chased by Spitz. And they, so they only had half the puppet kind of thing. They actually have full puppets. And they've just seated them and they have this little rig that they're sitting on and it goes up and down to mimic their walking, which is That's super adorable. cool. And so Fox is saying like, yeah, so if... Uh, if Heard uh, Christofferson's dad is Christopherson's down dad, to single... He's down to single pneumonia. Like, is is, is Christofferson going to be going home soon? And Felicity's like, actually, and then that's where the minute yeah. ends. But it is kind of an important like thing because... Christopherson wasn't here at the beginning of the movie, so it that technically is a, a plot arc that we should at least acknowledge. Yeah, and it is a little bit of a reminder that, oh, maybe not everything is as good as it once was. Like, not everything is still good. Like, despite them having food now, there's still other problems that they were dealing with before that were, like, such subplots that you could have almost forgotten them. Any other thoughts on this kind of denouement setting kind of getting um, into I it. I got such a kick out of Christofferson stealing that box of food and just like putting it over his head and just running. You just the kids just <laughs> run away. They they're like gorging and then all of a sudden they just stop. Christofferson picks up a box, puts it over his head and they just run. And I'm like these are little foxes on linoleum floors. That would have been so funny if they had just slid. That was my only thought. I, Wes Anderson's good at at wrapping up his films in a kind of peaceful fun fun way but that also reminds you of like the love and like it's not just a joke ending it's a it's a sweet absolutely ending. There, there's and we'll get more into this in the next couple minutes at the end of the movie and there's heart at the end of this minute aww. um oh uh so yeah we're gonna wrap up i've been tyler we never Boudreau. introduced ourselves at the beginning what are you talking about who are you oh yeah this is a this is a weird because we were rambling yeah. at the beginning i was rambling you're always rambling much like Steve Martin, I'm a rambling guy. Minute 78, thank you so much. Join us next time for Minute 79, where we will continue talking about the end of the movie. Yeah, it's almost over. Uh, f- find us on the social meds at Amateur Nerds on Twitter, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y is my personal Rate, page. Rate, review, subscribe on the podcatcher that you are listening to. Email at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com with your thoughts about the next movie maybe we'll be doing. Spicy takes are accepted. We'll be doing the Twilight Zone movie. I love Twilight Zone. I've never seen the movie, though. It's just like three episodes combined. That's pretty swanky, though. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. And we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.